Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So let's talk about the elephant in the locker room. The Bucks reported a training camp on Wednesday, but Jameis Winston was not available to talk about his three-game suspension. Instead, his teammates were asked to answer for him. An awkward and uncomfortable start to the 2018 season. And the Rays are selling off some players. Nathan Ivaldi is traded to the Red Sox for left-handed pitcher Jalen Beeks. Then they dealt right-handed pitcher Matt Andrees to the Diamondbacks for a couple of prospects. Oh, yeah, and they beat the Yankees again 3-2 as Sergio Romo plays third base and gets the final out. You heard me right. He played third base. All that and Cowboys owner Jerry Jones making his players stand for the national anthem, no exceptions, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And before we get started today, you've heard us talk about Andy, our sponsor at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Well, you also can advertise on this podcast. It's real easy to do. All you need to do is reach out to either Rick at rstroud at tampabay.com. You can reach us on Twitter at Sports Day TV, or you can reach Rick directly at NFL Stroud. Or you can call our sales manager, Monica Boyer, really nice lady. She'll hook you up. She'll tell you everything you need to know about all the people you're going to reach and how we can make this real simple for you. You don't need to record anything. We take care of all that for you. You can reach her at 813-957-0836. Again, Monica Boyer's number, 813 813- Nine five seven zero eight three six. You can be featured on the podcast that Rick and I do every night, and uh, get your message out to thousands of people every day here in Tampa Bay as we enter football season and Bucks and the Rays winding down, and the Lightning will be starting up before we know it too. Well, speaking of the Bucks, they reported to training camp with a full squad on Wednesday, and let me tell you, this thing went sideways in a hurry, Steve. You know, it some of the simple things don't always go the way you want them to, but. Everybody figured that at some point Jameis Winston, you know, will speak publicly for the first time since he was suspended three games for violating the the personal conduct policy. Well, that day came and went, and there was no Jameis Winston. And instead um, of Jameis, you know, speaking for himself, his teammates were left to speak for him. And because of that, you would expect they got a lot of questions about Jameis. And it just didn't come off right, Steve. I mean, Levante David wound up calling it a silly mistake. Back that he yeah, made back real in the poor day. choice of words, and he did and, it multiple times. Yeah, and and it was even you know was even asked about it you know afterwards to clarify. Mike Evans um, said he was hurt by Winston's suspension, but you know said he's my boy and um, one of his best friends. And you know Ali Marpet talked about how they were one big family, and you know you expect all of that sort of to be you know, the circle of the wagons, we talked about it, that, you know, there was going to be a lot of guys that would say they got his back, and that's fine. But you wish that fewer guys would say that they have his back and and more of them say, you know what, it's disappointing, it's unacceptable, he has to learn from this and move forward. But that's not the way it went. In fact, Jameis Winston probably should have been on that podium front and center. Not probably, he should have been. Yeah, and, and, and... for whatever reason, and it was a you know, calculated decision by the Bucks, I suppose, maybe one they regret, I don't know. But you know, when you have a story like this, it just seems like no one should speak 
before Jameis does. No one. Jameis should should be up there, uh, say what he's going to say, refer to a statement, whatever it is. But, um, you know, address, like I said, the elephant in the locker room. And, you know, sort of do an audio version of his of his written apology or statement whenever the suspension came down last month. Instead, Jameis Winston is supposed to talk today. Uh, and so what we have is two days of stories and a bunch of teammates stumbling over themselves you know, trying to trying to speak for Jameis. And it just got weird, you know. Um, I, I feel for Levante David because you know Levante David. He's one of the nicest guys on the team. He's a good family man, um, rarely talks. He doesn't really like the media stuff, to be honest with you. That's probably one of the reasons why, you know, he's not in the Pro Bowl every year because he's not a self-promoter at all. Um, and, you know, in, in talking about this incident, he called it a silly mistake, and, and the mistake was not having Jameis talk about it first. So let's, let's first let's listen to Levante David, and here's what he had to say when asked about Winston's suspension. We just know it was just a silly mistake back in the day. You know, it was a long was time. It was a silly mistake? Just a, just a silly mistake, man. You know, he knows that we all know it, but uh, we, you know, we got his back, like I said. You know, um, he, know he, uh, he knows what he's done, and uh, he's going to learn from it because, you know, from whenever it happened to now, you know, he's uh, he's matured a, a lot. You know, you guys know Jameis. Jameis is a guy who's all about his business. He's going to come to work, do whatever, do his right. You know, he's going to have he gonna have your back, and uh, we're going to try to do our best to have his back. And uh, that's why, you know, all we do is just keep his spirits up and, you know, uh, and just hold him down until he get back. And, yeah, I think so, man. Just, uh, you know, bad judgment called by him. Bad judgment called by him because I know him personally. I know he's not that type of person from what I've seen. You know, from what we talk about, things like that. I know he's just a, a, a guy who's just trying to become the, the best man he can be. You know, uh, he's engaged to his fiance. He just had a newborn son. So uh, he's just trying to be the best role model for his son. And I know it happened a long time ago. It, just, it was, you know, just a bad decision made by him. But I'm positive. I'm 100% sure he's learned from it in a major way. So you heard Levante pressed on that silly mistake coming. At least he finally got to calling it a bad judgment, which truly it was. Um but, you know, what he's saying is that, you know, this incident happened back in 2016. Jameis, by all outward accounts, has, you know, tried to do the right things on and off the field, especially, you know, he's uh, his fiance just had their first child, a, you know, a little boy in July or end of June. Um, he started his Dream Forever Foundation, and all that's great. Um, but, you know, it, it certainly was probably bad judgment to have these guys have to speak for him and now you're going to have to do it all over again. There also, we heard from a couple of players, Ali Marpet, who is, you know, no stranger to try to protect Winston. Um, also, you know, it seemed a little awkward, but, you know, he was one that said that uh, at least he was surprised by the suspension. It's tough. I, I don't know much. I just didn't know much about it, I guess. Um, so when I found out that uh, uh, the three, there was a three-game suspension, obviously there's something that I didn't know. So, yeah, I was surprised. The one thing he did reveal that he learned about it from Winston himself. Uh, I talked to Jameis. So I asked Marpet just exactly uh, whether Jameis should apologize to the team. Obviously, he's talking to players individually, and here's what he said. He'll handle it in the way that he thinks he should handle it. Um, and uh, I'm, I know he's had individual conversations with guys, um, but he'll handle it how he, how he thinks he should handle it. 
perhaps, uh, Steve, no one's closer to Jameis Winston on this football team and has been through as many wars as Mike Evans. I mean, that's his favorite target, a guy he targeted 175 times one year. Um, and Mike, you know, is is always going to be a, a good teammate. Um, but he also was in kind of a weird position. I mean, here's a guy whose very foundation is used uh, primarily to help, uh, you know, to stop uh, spousal abuse, uh, this sort of thing. Um, and yet, you know, Evans wanted to make it clear that, you know, the season is not over just because Jameis is going to miss three games. But that gauntlet of opponents, when you're talking about at New Orleans, home against the Super Bowl champion Eagles, and then finally the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night at Raymond James Stadium, you know, that's something that will probably have a dramatic impact, if not submarine, the start of the season. But Evans isn't so sure. Here's what he had to say about what it'll be like missing Jameis Winston. I don't think it impacted at all. You know, um, that's my boy, you know, one of my best friends. Uh, obviously, I was hurt by it, but, um, you know, we've been going to war together for three years, about to be four years now. Um, missing those first three games, but that's it. You know, stuff happens. So the plan is, at least, uh, I guess after practice today, we're going to have a chance to actually talk to Jameis Winston, only this time it'll be off the field. ESPN is in town. The NFL Network is in town. You can bet every local uh, TV camera reporter will be there as well. So now rather than you know starting the practices and just dealing with what's going on in the field, there'll be one more obligation for Winston to have to do to address this thing when the practice is over, and presumably maybe more teammates will be asked about it as well. Look, it's not a story that's going to go away until Jameis comes back against Chicago in week four, and then even then it'll depend on how he plays and the result. Um, And that's just the nature of the suspension and everything they're dealing with. But, uh, you know, Winston's pretty good at at compartmentalizing things. I mean, he'll handle the media. He'll stay on message. And that's what's so puzzling about this is that I feel like, you know, they could have probably gotten it past them, but instead – they shielded him, if only for one more day. And Dirk Cutter wasn't available. We'll have a chance to talk to him today, not only about his reaction to Jameis Winston being suspended three games, but how he plans to, you know, sort of prepare two quarterbacks because Fitzpatrick is going to have to start the first three games and Winston's going to have to get enough reps so that when he goes away, um, he's not in such bad shape in terms of being prepared that he can keep himself sharp so he can come back on September 30th against Chicago. So, this thing is off to a clunky start, Steve, and, and I mean, I think that's kind of the year it's going to be until they can win themselves out of out of this narrative right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you and I, you called me this morning and we were talking, and you said, yeah, yep. Jameis isn't speaking today, and I went, what? <laughs> you know, the NFL does you a favor in this regard that this came down after camp, or after all the mini camps and the OTAs, so that the players haven't had to talk about it. You've got time to decide how you're going to handle this. And look, Jameis is the face of the the franchise, the quarterback, the one who's suspended. You, he's the first voice you have to hear on this. Absolutely agree. I mean, I, I I just don't know. I mean, the option was what happened today. I mean, you know, those are your two choices. Okay, you could delay it till another day and make other guys have to stand there and answer for him. And that's what that's what we had today, and that's why it got so clunky. And so, um, you know, I mean, really unfortunate, if you want to be honest with you. Instead of talking about Jameis Winston and his suspension and things he did, people are clinging to Levante David, calling it a silly mistake. And it's a poor choice of words. He knew it immediately. 
But again, you know, a little a little bit of help before he got up there. I mean, to me, the only thing that that probably should have been said is that you know it's unacceptable what the NFL said he did. Um, if in fact that's what happened, and and then secondly, it's disappointing. And maybe the third part of it is, you know, uh, we hope he learns from this. We hope he grows up and and can learn from it you know you got to have some redemption there's got to be some you know some plea of redemption here um but it 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 was just and i think i've said this you know weeks ago is that this is a forced error this is not a guy who got hurt and he's going to miss three games this was something that that winston did uh that came to light last november and now it's going to smack them uh to start you know this first month of the season um so I don't know, man. I, I just think we're going to have, you know, a lot of these. Now, I'll say this. I think Winston, had they asked him to do it, probably would have done it, you know, yesterday. But he'll be very good. He'll be on point. He'll be on message. And we might find out also from Dirk Cutter, who will speak today, that, you know, there is a plan in terms of how they plan to alternate, not just training camp, but the preseason and um, the reps that they'll all need to get uh, get behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, Anyway, practice is here. We actually get to see, what are we talking about? Practice. Not the game I love, but practice. And so they'll be out there at one buck place. Maybe some of it could be indoors depending on weather um, and rain and I'm going to say, and this, uh, like that. Wednesday morning at my house, it was pouring down rain. So I don't know if it oh, was. Oh, yeah, it was. In, uh, at uh, one buck place. but It did for a while. And the, th- the weird thing about it is it's like, okay, the rain is one thing, but they have a lightning detector out there. And if anybody's you know played sports or dealt with lightning detectors i mean basically when a strike was within i don't know a mile or so of the area if it picks one up you've got to come off the field or get out to a safe space for about 20 minutes until you hear the all clear um but then if it comes off again then you're you might you might step on the field for 10 seconds and hear it again and now you're off another 20 minutes and this can go on literally all night they're going to love having that indoor facility as will fans if you get a chance to go in there and, and watch some practice it's not ideal for players that number I mean, it's hard to get 90 guys on one football field and have them not, you know, just bump into each other. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's going to be helpful for them. So anyway, we get the first practice. We'll see uh, how Jameis and, and Fitz kind of split up the reps and things like that. But man, this again <laughs> it was, uh, it was just weird. And 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 on social media, I haven't checked it lately, but I'm sure Levante's getting a whole lot of grief that he probably didn't even need. As you said, he's not the type of guy that you. That, that looks for the spotlight or anything else. And, and, no. you know, I have to assume it was a really poor choice of words by him as, you know, it was. you're trying to just stand behind your quarterback, you know, because look, you know, and they asked him in the press conference too about, you know, Hey, you know, you're an elder statesman on this team. Now, this is your seventh training camp. You haven't been to the playoffs yet. You've had, and he mentioned one winning season the whole time and you're driven by that. And, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's every player's goal is get to the playoffs and, and get a shot at that ring, and you want your quarterback there. And, you know, he's trying to stand behind him and, and, and be a good teammate, which is a really bad choice of words, but, you know, he's in that position because Jameis didn't speak today. Yeah. Martin Fenley had some, some, some things to say as well. Um, I wrote about it. Martin Fenley wrote in the Tampa Bay uh, times you can get it on on tampabay.com and he just said you know what wednesday was embarrassing um i'm not sure i can take an entire training camp of winston of of, of of teammates having winston's back i prefer no comment or some tough words um bucks coach dirk cutter could address it today which is which is the plan i think uh and he could address it wednesday but he didn't nor did winston it's unfortunate 
And and that's that's what you come away saying is that, you know, this is unfortunate. But we'll see how they rebound from this. Look, they haven't even had a first practice, and already we're uh, we're kind of uh, caught in the distraction of it. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they can move forward. And a reminder, today's practice is not open to the public. The first one that is open no. to the public, unlike years past, is uh, Sunday. Right. That is correct. Uh, we do have one Tampa Bay team, however, who got things right, and they're also changing their roster pretty fast. Um, let's, start with, let's start with the trades because I think that's kind of what caught everybody's eye, and it's not unexpected. We talked about how there was going to at some point uh, come a sell-off, and I think it sort of stalled, started. So – Nathan Eovaldi. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ends up going to the Red Sox like they need to get richer. And he was supposed um, to pitch he, today. Yeah, exactly. And he found out, I don't know, what was it, 90 minutes? When, when did he yeah, find 10:30. out? 1030. They traded? said about 1030. So in the, it was a 1210 first pitch. So Incredible. So he goes to the Red Sox who just keep getting richer. Um, but they get a player back that they actually can use right away, right? Yeah, they get back Jalen Beeks, who was the Red Sox minor league pitcher of the year last year in the organization. Has done pretty well in AAA this year again. He's had two uh, appearances this year in the big leagues, and he has a 12-plus uh, ERA, uh, but just two appearances. But uh, a good pitcher who's uh, I think I saw on one of the uh, sites is the sixth-ranked prospect in the Red Sox organization. Um, so you're getting him back for Nathan Avaldi, who will be a free agent at the end of the year, and you probably weren't going to be able to re-sign. So it's a rental for the Red Sox, and they gave up the number six prospect, a pitcher who most likely will be up here at some point. Uh, eating some innings, especially considering that they've now traded Evaldi. And then, as we're going to talk about, Matt Andrees went after the game to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, to the Diamondbacks for a couple of prospects, including a catcher, what they, they need desperately, Michael Perez, uh, and a right-hand pitcher, uh, Brian uh, Schaefer. So um, I don't know how close Perez is to the big leagues, but I don't think it's far. Uh, he's there he, tomorrow, or he's there tonight. He's, he's going to be yeah, in Baltimore he, tonight on the roster. Right, and that helps immediately. And what I'll say about these deals, and I think we're going to see more of them, is that you know in the past we've seen the Rays deal players, and it's usually for minor league prospects, guys that are in single A, double A, um, rarely much farther than that. And and you know so they're they're projections. They're guys that you could see in the big leagues in three to four to five years. Now the Rays are getting guys back that can help them right away. And I, I think there's a difference in where this organization is in terms of, you know, how quickly they want to win and building a solid core. Um, and, uh, and, you know, look, they beat the Yankees again. This is five out of six, I believe, at Tropicana Field. And they did it, you know, in fairly dramatic fashion, three to two. Kevin Kiermaier with a home run, C.J. Crone with the, uh, the separating home run. And then some innovation as well, right? Sergio Romo. Yeah, so another uh, position or uh, pitcher playing a position player. So Romo finishes the eighth inning. So they come out for the ninth, and there's a left-hander up first. So Johnny Venters comes in to face a left-hander. Sergio Romo goes to third base as Matt Duffy shifted to second base. Daniel Robertson shifted to shortstop. They took Adamas out. Venters faces his one batter. 
Romo goes back to the mound, and Echeverria comes in at short. Duffy moves back to third. Robertson back to second base. Yeah, and Romo winds up um, striking out Brett Gardner with men on um, to end the game. So pretty dramatic. If you'd have told me, I'm telling you, where are they at? They're about 100 games in now, I want to say. And there are several games or a couple games over 500. I'm sorry, nobody saw that. I mean, these guys are so resilient and have such a great mix of veterans and youth on this team that uh, I was talking to Mark Tompkin uh, tonight and you know, he said, look, the Red Sox by far are the best team in Major League Baseball, but the Tampa Bay Rays are the most interesting team in Major League Baseball. You buy that? I can't think of one I would say is more interesting. I can't either. I mean, it's really fascinating. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of baseball teams out there, and there are Cubs fans and Dodger fans and you know, teams having great years. I think Oakland is one of those great stories in baseball mm-hmm. this year. But for the innovation and, and just – I mean, to to have a pitching staff that's like, I don't know, fourth in team ERA, you know, in, in the majors this year, a batting average that's in the top 10 easily. Uh, or They're 10th now, that They're tenth sort of now as far as batting average. Yeah, and then they've, they've scored a ton of runs. But it, it's really astounding that you've done it with virtual, a lot of no names and a lot of guys that other organizations might have given up on. But I'm telling you, I never saw that. I said at the beginning they're going to lose 100 games. I really believe that. I thought you guys – are, are going to gut, you know, gut it. And it's just going to, you know, that's, that's the way it's going to be. And maybe that's, maybe that's the right way to do it. Right. Rip off the bandaid, but they've got such an interesting mix of players that they don't know they're supposed to lose to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they don't, and they just keep coming up with big hits and coming up with big pitching performances and, you know, six, seven, eight, nine guys thrown in each game sometimes. Um, so losing Evaldi will help them hurt them for sure. They still got, Blake Snell out on the on the uh, ten day DL, so they're going to be a little shorthanded somewhat. But man, I'm I'm impressed with these guys and, and what they're able to do. I really am. Yeah, and not only that, but they beat the Yankees two out of three in the series. They held the Yankees That's homerless right. for the series. It's the first time the Yankees haven't gone deep in a three or more game series since September of sixteen. So almost two years since they've done that, and with that lineup, you know when you, you're facing Judge and. Uh, Glaber Torres, Torres was back today, and Stanton and Gregorius, and you know you just go through that. You know, Sanchez, uh, he's on the disabled list now, but the amount of power they have to do that. I mean, this team, you know, the narrative all year was tanking, tanking, tanking in the off season, and then it was what is this opener deal or starting bullpen guys, and they're ruining baseball and this, and it's all worked. Everything they've done has worked. And, and yet, yeah. and their pitching staff is decimated by injuries right now. I mean, Honeywell's supposed to be here. De Leon was probably supposed to be here. Bonda was supposed to be here. Um, they've now traded Evaldi, but Faria's on the disabled list. Archer spent time on the disabled list. Chaz Rose on the disabled list. Uh, you know, you go through it. They traded Alex Colomay. And they're still winning. They're still, they're still I mean, they're the, so there's the, the five teams that are going to make the playoffs, presumably. Is Boston, New York, Houston, Seattle, and Cleveland. There's Oakland, and then the Rays are next in the American League. Wow. So they're the seventh best team as far as record in the American League right now. I was asked this question the other day on TV, and I, I, I picked an answer, but really there was no wrong answer. Somebody said, what are you more impressed with with the Rays in this first half, their hitting or their pitching? I, I said pitching only because I, no one saw necessarily them having to use this you know, sort of opener as many times as they do through the rotation because guys have been hurt, like you just mentioned. But I'll tell you, 
it's it's pretty astounding too how many runs they've scored and how they've been able to you know put together some kind of offense with the which a bunch of a bunch of guys that you know on paper and again we go back to on paper don't look like they're going to have you know much success in terms of doing that uh, Kevin Kiermaier today trying to yank one as he always does actually was successful in doing it CJ Crone hit what how many home runs is this for him now 22 23 something like that they they got the bats going too but the pitching the pitching thing has just been mind-boggling and that's what everybody's talking about in the majors you know I mean the Yankees aren't supposed to come in here and lose two out of three or five out of six at, at the trop this year or whatever it's been they got to be beating their heads against the wall like how are the Rays doing this and they're doing it with innovation they're doing it with uh, a group of guys that are resilient um, they obviously have talent or they, they wouldn't be winning but it's been in its own way one of the more enjoyable race seasons of all time and I'm going to include you know years that they went to the playoffs um, not the World Series year and things like that but um, I, I really think it's been fun to watch them put this thing together and I'm kind of excited to see you know what these new prospects can do and don't you think, Steve, that we're going to see this is the time, this is the sell-off coming here? The other news was is that Wilson Ramos is close to returning, and he might be able to return, it appears, um, maybe before the trade deadline. So they could certainly um, look to move him and get and get some prospects. But I think we're going to start to see a lot more action now with the Rays, um, you know, trying to get trying to get prospects for these players. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. I think Ramos has gone. Echeverria will be off this roster. Uh, one way or the other, if they can't trade him, most likely will DFA him so that Adamas can play every day. You know, part of this is, you know, they're competitive this year and they're two games above 500, and yet they have the most one run losses in baseball, which is the other part of this is how close they are to being even better. Great. And, and, you know, yeah. get more experience for a lot of these players, and a lot of those one run losses next year can become wins instead. You know, ultimately, what this year, you know, when, when Stu Sternberg and the Rays organization at the beginning of the year said, we're not tanking, they're right. And, and based on everything they've done and, and the success they've had, it's a transition year. And it's a lot of the veterans and a lot of the names you've known are gone now. You know, Alex Colomay they traded and, and Evan Longoria in the offseason, Steven Souza Jr. And, you know, Corey Dickerson, your all-star last year. It's a transition year. But they finally had a farm system. And, and, and you asked the question, you know, what are you more impressed with, the pitching or the hitting this year? I'll say the hitting because, you know, yeah. I said from the beginning, I don't think this team can string together hits to put runs, to put crooked numbers on the board. And they are. It's been, it's been fascinating to see how they've done that. Um, because you look at the lineup, you don't think they should be able to. That's what we did at the beginning of the year. We didn't think that right. this was possible. I didn't. No. Um, and it- it's been it's look what they got what they've gotten out of Crone, um, you know Joey Wendell. I mean, there's so many you know. Malik Smith thing, has been good offensively. I mean, you didn't expect Smith that. Has he, been good. He, he can be an adventure on the base pass some and a little defensively, but offensively he's been really good. Yeah, no, it's look, it's been surprising, and I mean, you know, they'll probably lose Ramos if he gets back, and he's one of their better. He's their best bat, and well, now they have a catcher. So if you get rid of Ramos, you have a catcher that you are ready to put in there now. Yep, exactly right. Fascinating story by by the Rays, and so uh, we'll see if they can keep that going uh, as well. Finally, um, some news on the, uh, I guess you say the national anthem front. Front, my friend in Dallas, the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. I really believe he's saying now what, Steve? That they all have to stand for the national anthem if you're a cowboy. You are not allowed to stay in the anthem 
if you're a Dallas Cowboy. You will be in out the there for the room, anthem, toe on the line. So no, no remaining in the locker room, which was the original sort of um, anthem policy that was supposed to start this year. But now everything's thrown back into chaos because, you know, you've got the NFLPA and the NFL owners trying to hash to something out. But right now, in lieu of that, it's it's basically, you know, 32 teams trying to come up with their own policy. And it's been it was been reported that, you know, the NFL owners were told not to say anything about the anthem as this goes on now. And Jerry Jones today says, yep, my players are going to stand for the anthem. <laughs> Leave it to Jerry, man. He's trying to lead the way. Um, well, I'll be interested to see what they come up with. You know, Mike Evans today was also asked, and I thought, you know, there were a couple things that Mike did um, just before training camp started. One, um, you know, he donated, I think, about $11,000 or thereabouts uh, to the family of somebody, you know, who had been killed by authorities, and they were awarded only like $4. $4, or kind yeah. of a of a suit. So he's helping them out, uh, on a gun GoFundMe page. Uh, and then there was him needling, speaking of national anthem, him needling Trump, president Trump. And when, uh, you know, when, when Trump had proposed what his NFL policy would be on standing for the national anthem and Evans made reference to what does it matter? You mad about not, not kidding about the USFL or something like that. Um, and he admitted on Wednesday, he was just, throwing some shade at, uh, at the president's way. People have different views on, on different situations, and politics is very tricky. Um, I just seen that what Trump said, uh, I woke up and seen what he said. Um, seems like he'll have better things to do than that. But, you know, I just I hit him back with that tweet just, uh, just as a, you know, a question, you know, about his days. Uh, I know he has something. He wants to be a part of the NFL. I'm sure he wanted to be an owner at one point. Um, just... Just a little friendly tweet to him. Other than that, it's so. Yeah, it was a, just a, just a, a kind of a serious question. I mean, you want to know. the USFL—they had some good talent though in that league. I remember uh, seeing a documentary about it. But Evans is a guy that did kneel for the national anthem along with Deshaun Jackson. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is going to be a story everywhere until it's not, and it's going to be on the league and the players union to come up with something suitable, um, you know, in terms of a policy. But we'll see what they do with it. But Evans. Evans was also having to answer some questions about uh, both the good and the scrutinized tweets that he had over the weekend. So before we wrap up real quick, I want to tell you about a special offer from our friends at audible.com. Sign up now and you get a free 30 day trial. That's a $15 value folks. And as a listener to this podcast, you also get a free audiobook. So go to audibletrial.com slash sports day. That's spelled a U D I B L E trial.com slash sports day for a free 30 day trial and a free audiobook. So we got a busy day ahead. Of course, the Bucks' uh, first workout is this morning. It is closed to the public. Afterwards, uh, Jameis Winston will address the media following practice along with Coach Dirk Cutter. So you want to make sure you check out TampaBay.com uh, for uh, all the latest on the uh, Bucks' first morning workout. And then we have Rays baseball. The Rays are in Baltimore. It's going to be Hunter Woods starting the game, opening the game for the Rays. It'll probably turn it over to uh, Yarborough after that. And so, uh, you know, it's raise Baltimore and see if they can keep this thing going and see how many mother, other players might be traded before sundown. It looks like it's looked like, you know, somebody said the other day that they thought this was just the start of what's going to be a series of these. And I think now, Steve, that we're really into um, what we're going to see kind of an overhaul uh, of sorts. Yeah, I think, you know, Ramos and Echeverria are, are for sure – Archer's a possibility. Romo's possible. Gomez possible. 
maybe Duffy, if you get the right type of offer, although I don't think they want to get rid of him, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. quite frankly, the Rays listen to anybody. I mean, they'll, they'll listen mm-hmm. to an offer on Jake Bowers or Willie Adamas. It, it would take a hell of an offer to get them, a lot, I think, but, but yeah, but they'll listen. I mean, that's, sure. that's their MO. That's how they grow. That's how they find talent and, and supplement the talent from, you know, that they don't have in their system. That's exactly right. So, um, this, you know, I like those prospects are getting back or guys that are major league players are able to help them not just in the future, but, but also right now, Hey, we love your interaction on this podcast, uh, and love to get your feedback as well. You guys can do that on Twitter. You can always reach us at sports day TV at sports day TV. You can reach me, uh, at NFL Stroud or online at R Stroud at Tampa Bay dot com uh rate and review this podcast steve where can they do that anywhere you get your podcast so third party app you may use or itunes or google play maybe it's soundcloud or iHeartRadio, stitcher tune in just uh, hit subscribe so it downloads to your mobile device every day automatically you can listen whenever you want if you uh, like the post or leave comments that always helps us out and better yet tell a friend about this podcast let them know wh- that we're doing it every day and so they can subscribe as well and listen Tune in tomorrow. We'll have Jameis Winston from Bucks Training Camp. I'll talk a little bit with Tom Jones as well from the Tampa Bay Times. So we look forward to talking to you then. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times for Steve Burstick. Have a great Thursday, everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.